Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Also, the college football playoff Cincinnati Bearcats, home of Sauce Gardner and my boy Kobe Bryant, who's going to get drafted in the NFL a week from today. I can't wait. wait. Anyway, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,800, or excuse me, 1,587 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, I ask you every single day, why not? Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, 
We're doing super chats. So if you want to become part of the chat crew, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. If you have a question from Matt Minnick, talk about the NFL draft, risers and fallers, Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, whatever you want to ask, give us a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, hit those likes. It helps that algorithm. And I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Got all the news out of the way. All the sponsors, everything else. Hit the likes, hit the subscription, all that crap. Let's get to this thing. We are one week away from the NFL draft. I am fired up. I am ready to go. I'm ready for the Bengals to put the card in. Hopefully, Leonard Baum will be there. If not, Booth, Elam, who knows? There's lots of guys there. Like I said, we got Matt Minnick, otherwise known as Coach Minnick from Cincy Jungle joining the show. We're going to be discussing risers and fallers and who he likes in the draft. Let's get the mat. Matt, what's going on, brother? How you doing? You're, you have a much higher production quality than anything I do. Uh, I love the <laughs> I love the intro. I love, I love the I love the tiger growl coming in. Uh, it's a lot awesome. of work. I, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, I it's know a- it. I know it. That's why I don't do it half the time. Like I, yeah. I can do some stuff, but I'm like uh, sometimes it's just like whatever. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where that's where I like, do. I started this thing three years ago. I couldn't do none of this stuff. I was not very computer literate whatsoever. <laughs> So I had to get my son and my and my wife to help me out. So they've helped me out a ton, and I've gotten a lot better at it. I'm still not as good as they are, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, you know, when, when I, I first got my podcast on on Cincy Jungle, and like you know, like there's like an interview thing for it, and they're like, oh, yeah, do you know how to do this, this, and this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Didn't have a clue about any of it. I was, but I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll learn it. Get the job first, and then learn how to do the job. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, it, it works. You just gotta keep trying. I, 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 dude, I keep throwing stuff out there. Like I'm starting to cut up. <laughs> excuse me videos and segments from my shows and put them out on the channel as well and that's taken me a long time to do it but i don't always have time to do it so i'll get this first comment here while i cough one second here all right <laughs> kobe bryant he says he's not gonna be there or he's not gonna get drafted bull bleep crown what's your thoughts does <laughs> i cough Oh, I'm sorry. I think I missed the end of that because of the cough. All right, well, <laughs> I said bull bleep. I, I nope. think Kobe's going to get drafted. I I don't. He's not getting drafted a week from today. No, like, you don't I, think, you, no, you think I, I don't. He's not going to the first round. Oh, uh, it, 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 I'm assuming that's what the question was. Oh, I got you. I got you. Um, see, I see, me me and reading don't get along so well. But yes, uh, first round. No, it probably will not get. Drafted. Yeah, I mean, he's getting drafted. Uh, but, yes. but yeah, I mean, I, I I've seen that. You know, people talk about that, but I I think that's a, um, you know overvaluing some of the guys that, that, that we like that we've seen here a little bit you know here's the thing I, I like Kobe Bryant um you know and I like him as a mid-round uh type of cornerback the guy I really like on Cincinnati's defense who I think could be in play for the Bengals and, and I really think isn't getting caught uh talked about enough is is Brian Cook uh the safety I think he is a fantastic player um and you know this uh, there's some things coverage wise you haven't really seen out of him in that in, in that defense and what they do, but man, I think he's a great athlete. I think he's a hitter. Like he, he comes down screaming. Um, or, yeah, I think that would be my top Bearcat to Bengal that I would like to see happen. Uh, that I think would be a, a really great fit. I, I mean, besides the obvious that that isn't going to happen in Sauce. Sauce, yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be a great move for the Bengals, and I think that. He is a guy who is not getting talked about nearly enough in this draft overall. 
Right, right. I think there's a lot of Bearcats like that. I mean, I think Alec Pierce, I think he he mm-hmm. is going to be a lot better uh, NFL prospect that people give him, give him credit for. Now, like I said, I got Bearcat sunglasses on. You know, I have uh, sometimes I have more orange Bengals sunglasses. But I got my my red Bearcat sunglasses on here, and that's why I love Kobe and I love Alec Pierce. I love all these guys. I mean, I, they they brought us you know from the doldrums of Tommy Tuberville to you know the college football playoffs. So they they hold a special place in my heart. So I, I do speak a little bit from the heart instead of my head when it comes to these guys. But Alec Pierce, I really do think he could be a potential uh, uh, Cooper Cup kind of player. You know, maybe not as good as Cooper Cup, but you know. A slot do do everything kind of kind of player. What's your thoughts on uh, Alec Pierce? I don't know. I think he's probably better on the outside. You know, he's a real vertical threat. Um, you know, I, so so just looking at him, I I think that could be a, a good spot for the Bengals too. Like that, I, I think he could be a mid round kind of guy. And you know, they, they need to add some depth at the receiver position now. On Tate's gone, that was uh, obviously he was hurt, so it didn't end up that way. But on Tate was you know kind of presumed to be that that third outside guy for a while. And here's my thing, like T Higgins has a lot of like little things that happen to him, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I, a lot of these really high end athletes, they're, they're kind of sports cars, you know, like, right, like right. when they run, man, it's something, but sometimes they're just, they need to tune up a right, little bit more than you'd right. like. Um, and I think T Higgins is kind of one of those guys. So I'd really like to see them take, uh, you know, to get, by some means, an outside guy that can stretch the field, be that guy opposite Chase, you know, not as dynamic and good necessarily as, as, as Higgins because you're not going to have that guy, you know, you're not going to be able to put them yeah. guys in right. the roster right. or spend that kind of capital on that one position. But, you know, I'd like to be able to see that. So if Higgins tweaks something in a game, you can kind of lay off him a little bit and put him on a bit of a snap count from time to time. Right, I think right. a, a great example now we're like, hey, they went to the Super Bowl, you know, like they're, they're contenders, they're real contenders. And I think you look at uh, the Patriots have been a great example of a team that have taken guys in the past who have injury issues, Gronk for one example, Danny Amendola for another example, and they really understand how to use utilize those guys. And there, there would be times that those guys would kind of disappear for a few weeks. And then all of a sudden, hey, it's this is a – this is the Bills. You know, this is a game that we think we have to win. This is the Chiefs. This is a game we think we have to win, um, you know, or a divisional game, playoff game. And those guys showed up for those games. Um, so I think being able to have another guy where you can say, you know, let, let's take the pressure off Higgins here because we got this one. And you could throw that guy in there. I think that would make a lot of, lot of sense for them. Right, exactly. Because, I mean, we could see we saw what happened uh, last year because T did get hurt and Auden Tate was hurt. So we have Michael Thomas as as your third wide receiver at the time when when T was out. So yes, I do think they need to get another wide receiver. And the, and the one thing, good thing about this this draft class is the wide receiver class is pretty pretty big. I mean, there's there's a lot of pretty good wide receivers. I mean, I know Hot Take James. I keep bringing this up. J, James Rapine, he throws his, his Hot ch- Take chain on, and he, he said Chris Olave, you know, he might be there at 31, which I, I he's saying that tongue tongue in cheek. But to me, I'm kind of like, if for some crazy reason that happens, I, I would would the Bengals take him? I don't think he's going to be there, but just for conversation, uh, thanks. I mean, I, I was actually like, this idea came into my head the other day, and actually, the guy I was thinking about was Burks because yeah, Burks is yeah. no different, right? Um, right. Now they already went out and they got Hayden Hurst, but like there was a, like I had the thought in my head of like you were an eleven person team, uh, personnel team, right? Why can't you be a ten personnel team? You know what I mean? Like because the, the the tight ends were expensive in free agency. There's not a 
a lot of top end talent at the tight end position in this draft. There, there are some guys, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. But you know, what if you just said, "Yeah, screw it. It's a really deep receiver class. We're sitting here at 31. We're, there's a guy that that should have been a top 20 pick because honestly, they could happen with a lot of it. You, you like, right. there, oh, yeah. there's plenty of guys that should be top 20 picks at that right. position that aren't going to go. So, yeah, what if? What if you just did that and just said, screw it, we're running 10 personnel all the time? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there yeah, it, were the... It's a crazy thought, but it might not be out of the realm of possibility. Because like, everybody keeps keeps coming at me going, well, they got to draft heavy de- defensively, which I do agree with that. And mm-hmm. I, I really want to get Linderbaum. That's who I'd like to get at, at, at the center position. But you in the, this NFL, the way it is, these teams win with offense. It's not a defense first league anymore. And the more weapons you can get and the more protection you can, you can give jackpot Joey Burrow, the better I think your chances are of going to the Super Bowl again. You know, because you can get out there, get out in front of people and outscore them. It's hard for them to keep up. So a lot of offenses, you know, if your offense is this much better than everybody else's, doesn't really matter what your defense is. They can't keep up with you. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the defense is just different, you know, and you're not going to see a lot of teams that are holding teams to 13 points anymore. And you're not going to win a lot of games that way, but I, I think the value is still there. It's just kind of understanding what you need to do and how you, how you win with defense. And I think the way you win with defense is, is playing good in the red zone, you know, especially when you have Joe Burrow and you know, you're going to get touchdowns on the other side, forcing field goals um, and creating turnovers, you know, and, and, and you know, that was, Zach Taylor talked about that during the year about like they want to be two plus in the turnover game. You know, that means turning over the ball less, but that also means uh, being able to get those opportunities. And I mean, we, we could talk about shootouts between Burrow and Herbert and Burrow and Mahomes and Burrow and Josh Allen and all these things. But at the end of the day, if he could steal an opportunity here and there, uh, from, from those other quarterbacks, right. Like, that, that set me up too. So I, I, I don't know, like we're not going to have that that truly dominant, you know, ride it to the Super Bowl uh, type of defense like we, we we had in the past with Baltimore and right. uh, Tampa Bay. But I, I think the the value is still there, right? And, and I think when you can find those type of playmakers, uh, you know, guys in the first round like like Hall, uh, yeah. guys in the first round, uh, uh, Dax Hall from Michigan, that is guys in the first round like Kyrie Elam. I, you know, I think those are guys that can make some big time plays for you. Uh, so the, the value is still there as far as I'm concerned. Now I say that, that all this, I was doing all this talk about offense and everything, but I mean, the Bengals won in Tennessee because of defense, they won in Kansas city because of defense, you know? So, I mean, that, so I talk about this juggernaut offense and the playoffs, they won because of their defense, not because of their offense. I mean, all year last year, we won games because of our defense. They got to a good start because of the defense, because the offense was, you know, slow starting. So I say all right. that, and that's not the, re- that's not the reason the Bengals won last year. Yeah, absolutely, and and and, and again, you know, there's always that shift, and you're looking to get better all all over the place. And I, I think with the improved offensive line, we're going to see a lot more uh, consistency from the offense. You know, they're going to be able to ride that uh, in those situations. You know, one thing we were talking about receivers before. I think you're going to see a lot more out of Tyler Boyd this year because with the improved offensive line, it's it's a lot easier to see those over the middle routes if you're if you're not running out to the, the left or the right or something like that. So uh, not so, for your life all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think we're going to see a big bump uh, from Tyler Boyd. Uh, he's always been awesome, but we're going to see a bump in, in performance from him uh, with that improved offensive line. I think, uh, you know, you could say all you want about 
mix in the run game and stuff like that. But I, I think Boyd might be the one that has the biggest bump from uh, from that improved offensive line. All right. Now you talk about mixing here, Michael. Uh, adjust your fantasy lineups accordingly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Michael Madden here says, uh, I know the Bengals have mixing, but when do they start looking at running backs? Which is, a, I don't think it's a, 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 a too crazy of a of a question there. I mean, I think I think Chris Evans is going to be your your RB two eventually, but you could improve on Piron. I mean, I, I, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, you, you know, I, I think you look at how do you feel about Evans is definitely a factor with that, and and I also think if you're going to go for a running back, uh, I'd like to see some some added utility there. Um. Knight from uh, North Carolina State, uh, I believe it's Zadovan Knight from uh, North Carolina State, is like also a really good return. He's one of the top returners in this draft. Um, and they've talked about, and Darren Simmons talked about how they need to be more explosive uh, on their return units. So I think going on and getting a guy like that, we know they tried Evans back there last year, and, and that might may very well continue. But uh, I think if you're going to go for a running back, you want to find somebody that can do something for you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, P. Ryan underrated for – like he's a very good special teams player. He's not a kick returner, but he, very, he right. is a really good special teams player and contributes in a lot of ways there. Uh, so especially those guys, uh, you know, those guys that aren't getting the touches on offense, uh, in addition to defensive backups and role players and stuff, like those guys need to be able to contribute on special teams. Right, exactly. Now, I, I uh, the title of this show was Risers and Fallers for the uh, uh, NFL Draft. And the reason I said that because this year I think I have noticed more of the guys who are rising and falling because of where the Bengals are picking at 31. You know, uh, beginning of the draft, I was Linderbaum was the guy I've, I've wanted him the whole time, but I didn't think we were actually going to get him until he measured out short arms. And I'm like, okay, maybe we're in quarterback and then maybe it's Booth, but then Booth got hurt and now you don't know about this. And then Elam, and people don't like people, some people like Elam, some people don't. It depends on just whatever. It's just, it, I've really noticed the, how much these guys rise and fall right now. So, Seven days out, where where are these guys at? As are, are they on the who's on the uptake and who's who's uh, falling right now? In your opinion, you know it, it's funny. We've had a particularly short year as Bengals fans, yeah. But it's a shorter year for everybody because of the extended season, right? Um, you know, but yeah, I'm used to. I mean, you know, I was watching film of quarterbacks in you know the year they took Burrow in like in like October. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but the, the, this year was like, ah, crap, we got to get ready for, for the playoff games and stuff. So, you know, I, like I wasn't too invested in that and um, had to had to shift gears very quickly, just like the coaching staff had to shift gears very uh, quickly here. Um, but it, yeah, it, it seems like the draft stuff is all over the place. Like it seems like people's opinions and where the people are being projected, it seems like it's just crazy this year. Uh, how all over the place those things are. The draft simulators all stink this year too. Like, <laughs> right. um, like usually there's a couple that are like, you know, all right, whatever. Uh, and, then, and then there's a couple that are really good. Uh, and like this year, it's just like, oh man, nothing is like, why is that guy here? Like, you, like you'll, you feel bad. Like you're like, I'm not going to take that in the gut in a second because that's not even realistic. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're all over the place. So right. I don't even know yeah. if we really are necessarily risers and fallers. It's just we haven't let the dust settle on some of these guys yet. Um, I mean, I think Dave Brugler is a guy uh, from The Athletic that does a great job. And, and I actually kind of like now that he's actually come out with his rankings and stuff, I'm kind of like – The beast. Focus, yeah, the beast. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm focusing on that a little bit now. Right. I'm saying, okay, well, this is – maybe this is the, you know, the real realistic uh, area so these guys should be going in. But um, – but yeah, no, I mean it's crazy. Like you know, Linder, you're getting all this stuff with arm length from yeah. Linderbaum to uh, McDuffie. I just saw um, Josh Norris had a mock draft that had McDuffie. The Bengals taking McDuffie, which would be 
um, a departure from them from you know the type he's, of corner they, they they like and they take, but also he's a guy that shouldn't end. be there. He's a uh, tight end, right? Am I am I correct? Uh, on no, that? no, no, the cornerback uh, from Washington. Oh, two okay, okay, from Washington. Okay, okay, I got this it. is the one that's never projected to the Bengals. Yeah, see, that, that's the thing. There's there's so many people jumbled up in my head. I usually in the first round I was like, all right, we're taking this guy. You know, there's yeah. so many guys. I'm like, I can't remember them all. I got to write them down. I actually do have some of them written down. I just didn't have that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you know, Booth's a follower, so McDuffie's been that third guy taken in mock drafts in most mm-hmm. of them. you know he's got the short arm so maybe he, right. he doesn't and you know he's a really high effort big hitter guy like personality wise they love him but maybe he just doesn't fit their physical profile you know right. booth is a guy following because he didn't test and there's questions about him having surgery and stuff and he, bad experience last year with a guy having off-season surgery coming out of clemson uh and, and not getting me giving me much in the first round so right. you know uh the that's definitely a guy who's falling off. Linderbaum, who knows where the dust is going to settle on that. Um, you, you know, but he, he's a guy too. Like, I don't know the way they've been talking lately. And uh, some of the interviews they had last week, it's like, are they even really thinking about offensive line round one? Like, um, and I, you know, honestly, I don't think they need to. I think they've done enough that they're okay. But right. I think they've also, they're in that sweet spot where mm-hmm. they don't need to, but they definitely could. You know, it's been, and, if, and if a guy like Linear Bomb's there, then you probably should. Saying, if he's uh, sitting there, it's like, how can you not take him? That's where I'm like, because if you get him, like, your your offense, it's already fixed. But you yeah. have, you go from the worst offense line to, hell, it might be the best offense line. In yeah, front and of you, got, you got Alex Karras, uh, who's number one, is versatile, but he's also on a very, very friendly contract. It's, right. it's not a ton of money. No. He can, you know, he can play, he can go in there, he can step in and play guard. And guess what? You know, if Jackson Carmen comes up and takes that job, Fine. You know, <laughs> Alex Harris is a guy who could back up three positions on the offensive line. Right. He's going to start games for you this year. Yeah. <laughs> like right. he, He's going to play. And, and like I said, it, and they've got an out in that contract next year, too, for, for not a ton of money if they really want to do that. Right, right. Uh, but I don't think it's it's crazy money to pay a guy to back it up for three positions. No, no. I mean, that, and that's one thing I think I think the, the best part about him is, is he can do that because that was one of the problems we had last year. We didn't really have that. You know, we, we had, you know, Jack Scarman was a guard. Deontay Smith, uh, yeah, technically guard, tackle, but he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else we had were pretty much t- tackles or guards. We didn't really have a very good swing guy. I'm, we, we we had Fred Johnson, and he tried to play guard, and I don't, I don't think he should ever try to play guard again because he's he's not a guard. He's, he's, a, yeah. he's a tackle. Yeah. So and that, that's that's where we're already we're, we're better in, in, in that aspect. Now, real quick, I'll, I'll get this out here before I forget. Uh, like Jack, by Joey, Matty here saying, don't forget about the, the, the giveaway. And I'm doing a giveaway uh, draft night. Uh, it's a jackpot Joey uh, flag, towel, and hat. Now, I'm not sure if I'm giving them all away to one person or three different people. I haven't figured all that stuff out yet, but I will be doing a draft show. Now, the dra- it ain't going to be during a draft. It's going to be before the draft, just when my show normally is. So make sure you guys tune in for that one. All right, let's see. Now, I know uh, Augie had an interesting question in here. Uh, where's that? Okay, actually, a statement here. He goes, and I thought this is kind of funny. He goes, one expert had on NFL Net had Pickett at six, and then one had him at 32. Like, talk about trade, you know, all over the place. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. It, with it, and I really think this quarterback class is really going to determine this draft because I got a feeling once one goes, then they'll start going. But if people keep waiting and waiting and waiting, you know, there might be other guys that, that move up. You know what? We'll have to see. So. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a few years ago that that Baker Mayfield class, like it, that was supposed to be the Sam Darnold class, you right. know. Yeah. And then 
right before you know the draft, all of a sudden you hear, start hearing these things. They were, they were always the Baker people, uh, and I'll admit I was one of them. But uh, <laughs> you, you know, like there was all this, all these whispers about that, and um, those guys were seen a little bit higher. But where the dust was going to settle them, we we didn't even really know like a week beforehand. Um, and then you know, there's been scattered results when it comes to that group as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of kind of hard to. Uh, hard to see that, and I think that's the thing with um, with these guys uh, is we're also seeing pick us the top guy for top quarterback, but sometimes he's not. You know, sometimes we're seeing Desmond Ritter as a, the second or third guy, but sometimes we're seeing the dude from Ole Miss. And right. um, you know, I I there's no reason for me to spend a lot of time uh, looking at the top quarterbacks this year, so I don't really have a specific <laughs> opinion on it. But right, exactly, um, exactly. You know, now, first we're, we're, problems. I know exactly. I know you gotta get out of here uh, by six here. But uh, this is when we got we were just talking about this before the uh we went on. They said I think the jungle cats will will make a move and try and get sauce or stingly in this year's draft. I've said it a million times on here. I I hope I'm wrong. I don't see it. I, I do not see the Bengals trading up to get those guys because I think they value their draft picks and we need depth more than we need a cornerback. I mean, you made, yeah, they don't have a lot of picks either. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I could see, there's been a lot of talk about them moving back, moving out of the first round. I I don't know if the, I don't know if they're getting the the value because we just talked about how crazy the quarterback class is. So nothing really surprised me, but you know, people talk about what somebody's going to want a fifth year for the quarterback. I don't know for what quarterback, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like if, if, if the guy, somebody's in love with falls, right. Um, you know, honestly, they're probably moving up to 24, 25, or 26 right. or something. You know what I mean? Right. They're not going to wait until 30 to be like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, you know, you actually see more often. like So that's happened actually twice. People talk about Lamar Jackson. But before that, like in the modern uh, contract setup, uh, mm-hmm. rookie, uh, <laughs> rookie salary cap, right. uh, him and Bridgewater uh, are the only two times it's actually happened where somebody traded back into the first round for that. Other times that they've traded up. Right. Uh, from a, around where the Bengals up are to the mid twenties, like the yeah. Jordan Love. I mean, I mean, I mean to, to, to to get Stingley or Sauce. I mean, Sauce. I mean, math bomb on my show yesterday said he might be he might go third. <laughs> I yeah. mean, Stingley. And, they're both and, going in the top five, top ten. You got to move a lot. And Stingley's got so many in, you know question marks with the injury and can he be what he what he used to be and like yeah. how much are you going to give up to to get that guy? Right. Like it's one thing if you have the pick and you take the risk, but now you don't have the pick. You're giving up a lot of capital to get the pick to, right. to take that risk. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and, and the thing is with the, with the way the Bengals play defense, they don't necessarily – I mean, yes, a shutdown cornerback, a number one guy would be great. But if you can get another guy on, on the other side of the ball that's adequate to, to Chita Bay Uwuzie, I think it, it would be just as good as far as the defense goes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's the same kind of thing with the offensive line, to be honest with you, that the defensive backfield and the offensive line is like you just – you need to have everybody be good enough. Right. You know, because one guy doesn't make a huge difference. One guy, it's a little bit different on defense. Cause if you have a shutdown corner, you can put that guy on Tyreek and you put that guy on Defonte and he shuts him down. Like right. that's one thing, but the offensive line, it's like, all right, you can have a shutdown guy at left tackle. And guess what? Miles it's Garrett's like, just going to go to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah, we <laughs> saw that. It's all that in the, uh, in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they found the weak spot and one after him. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. All right, Matt, I know you got to get out of here. You give me a half hour. 
I appreciate it, man. Tell everybody about your podcast, what you got going on at Cincy Jungle before I let you get out of here. Yeah, so we got, uh, got the Coach Speak podcast. Uh, kind of the, the idea that I try and break down what coaches are saying to like what I'm hearing from what they're saying uh, and, and, and translate the Coach Speak a little bit. Uh, also got some great film room stuff. Uh, you know, first round for the Bengals. What are they going to do? You know, I've, I've, I've already got articles out there on Booth versus Elam. Uh, you talked about how people are all over the place on Elam. To be honest with you, I'm a... I'm a little schizophrenic about Elon and myself. Um, he's, I think safety's you love underrated. him or you hate him, it seems like. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's one thing that, that he just, there's something about him that scares me. I can, I can feel and the frustration in your yeah, voice. <laughs> like, cause I don't have the access to like get in there. Like, I think you can, you can kind of talk to him and figure it out, but like, I don't know. He might be afraid. <laughs> right. Right. And you, you can't be afraid. You know can't what I mean? Like, like he just might be afraid to make a play sometimes. Like the, just the way he comes in and, and attacks right. uh, the run game and pursuit and stuff. It's like, is he? Does he not want to hit people? Is he afraid that he's going to mess up? Like I, I don't know. Because because like he can hit, he can tackle people that, that knock on him as he can't tackle. He can tackle. Yeah. Uh, he just sometimes it's just like, why why aren't you doing it though? Like you're just, right. you're you're there. Like and, that, and that's one thing the Bengals there. have really really um uh, uh emphasized. Uh, here lately in in the free agents and the guys is tackling especially yeah. the secondary it's funny because funny people talk about booth tackling booth booth is booth is trying to uh just destroy you right. and he misses tackles all the time because he's trying to destroy you right. like I, like that's great because you could reel that in you can, right yeah you you're not that. he's not scared just just tackle that you, you don't kind of knock his head off because he's just too passive and it's just like right. are you do you are you doing this because you were told your job is to knock the back end of the guy or you and you don't understand that means do that and then go make the play. Um, anyway, I, I could go on for the whole thing about that. But yeah, I've got articles <laughs> about the, those guys giving another one. Uh, these are f- with film clips too. Uh, you know, Dax Hall versus uh, uh, Petre from uh, I'm probably saying his name right from Baylor uh, at the safety position. Right. Uh, you know, other guys Petrie. I think aren't talked about enough, but could be real, real. Uh, you know, options at right. 31. Uh, and then I've got one that's going to be coming out probably beginning of next week. Uh, Logan Hall versus. Uh, Travis Jones uh, for that for that ideal spot, and you know who would be uh, a good option for them at thirty one. That'll definitely be interesting because I've been hearing Logan Hall's name a lot more here lately. Than yeah, I did he's, he's 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 picking up steam a little bit, he, so he, we'll that's, see. That's the, that's one of the risers I've been you talking know, I, about. He's, I wasn't going to do it. I was just like, eh, you know, I'm going to take a little. Yeah, I don't need to do that. <laughs> and I was just like, I got to write this article, crap. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like I love it, but some, every once in a while, they're just like. I'm gonna take it easy on myself, and it's just yeah. like, no, yeah. no we got to do yeah. this. But especially if you're already, especially if you're already thinking about it anyway. Like, hell, I might as well write it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like it gets in your head. Like, I yeah, have to exactly. Do it. I do it for yourself. Yeah, you do it for yourself. You kind of do it for yourself too. So, right, right, right. exactly, exactly. All right, Matt. Well, as always, I appreciate you, and uh, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate all you guys from Cincy Jungle coming on here and giving me the time. So, who day? I will definitely catch you. Catch you next time. All right, appreciate it. Thanks. See you, brother. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Let me get to some of the comments here. Uh, Augie, your team, Logan, get him so the others can't. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Me too, brother. Uh, yeah. I'd ha- I hate to see anybody going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> For the people on the podcast, Augie says, I'd hate to see Logan Hall in Pittsburgh. I agree with you. Now, I know uh, you guys had a couple more comments up here, and I, he only had so much time, so I couldn't get to everybody. But I, we like I said, we are a week away from the NFL draft, and I'm getting excited. I 
it's going to be a long night. I know a couple of, a couple of you guys are on here talking about how late it's going to be because the draft will start to like eight o'clock, I think. And we ain't picking the last. So I, I'm pretty sure I'm taking the night off work <laughs> so I can stay, stay up and watch it. So it'll be a, a fun night. And the cool thing is I, I will be at um, the uh, Paul Brown Stadium for the um, season ticket holders uh, draft party. So that'll be a lot of fun. So if any of you guys are there, come check me out. Um, I'm not cool enough to get invited to the draft yet, but I know a couple of people that are, and that is awesome. So, like I said, we will be doing uh, draft night here. We are going to, um, I got, let's see here. I got uh, Kieran from the full 10 yards coming on. I got Santiago, Santiago, and I also have Dale Altman. All three of these guys are really good draft es- experts. You know, they, they live and breathe this stuff. You know, I saw I had them on live at 530 a week from tonight. We'll be doing a uh, live draft, you know, discussion of, you know, what's going on. Where are the Bengals going to be at? You know, what, what's what's the the feel of the room? You know, because we're getting into, you know, nut cutting time. They're going to draft Linderbaum, which that's, I'm going to keep saying that. And I, I I agree with Matt to a certain extent about the offensive line where he said you can just it can be okay, which, yes, with Jackpot Joey Burrow there, it can be just okay. But I don't want just okay. I want an elite offensive line that will eat glass, chew nails, and stomp your ass in the ground in front of Jackpot Joey Burrow. And then I want that man to have a nice, clean uniform, stay in the pocket. If he wants to run, he can run. If not, he can take a five-step. He can take a seven-step. Hell, he can go back there and eat a sandwich and then throw the ball. That's what I want. So... I agree with them to a certain extent, but I went. I we went through an okay line last year. I want an elite offensive line, and if Leonard Baum is there, I don't see how the Bengals cannot take him. Just my opinion. We'll see what happens. And, and like I said, cornerbacks, you can get one, a good one in the second round. We don't need a shutdown corner. It would be nice to get a shutdown corner. Don't get me wrong. I would love to, you know. I, you always want to get the best player available, and everybody says best player available. Okay, if Leonard Baum is there. To me, he's the best player available. I think he's better than Wyatt, and I love Wyatt. If Wyatt's there, Wyatt is older. Wyatt is 24 years old. Leonard Baum is younger. Uh, uh, Booth and Elam, they're, they're not the highest-ranked cornerbacks in their in their spot. Leonard Baum is the number one center <laughs> you know, in the whole freaking draft. So if he's there, that's what I want. So, Rabbit, there you go. Actually, you want to know who I want? That's what I want. I want Leonard Baum. I like to see him. And the cool thing too is if you sign, if you draft Linderbaum, then at least you have two guys in Jonah Williams and Tyler Linderbaum that are kind of under under contract. Because the thing is with the three guys they signed this year, I know they're all under team friendly deals. And if they go the whole contract, all three of them are up in three years. So you gotta, you know, have guys, not that Linderbaum's gonna replace anybody, but it's nice to have a center. All right, you, this is your center for the next seven years. Jonah Williams, your next left tackle for the next seven years, or however long they keep him. At least have two guys that are stable. And if it, the, the one that is stable is your center, the guy who's hiking the ball all the time with Joe Burrow, that's a good thing because those two touch the ball more than anybody on the team. Every single play, the center and the quarterback touch the ball. So if you can get a young center who hopefully he comes in here, could be an all-pro, and you get him to hike the ball to Joe Burrow, excuse me, jackpot Joey Burrow, Every single time from now until the end of his career, that's a good thing, you know. I mean, I mean, the Colts had that with with, with Peyton Manning and, and um, 
Oh, whatever his name is, the blue-eyed guy for that's on uh, he's on ESPN. I can't think of his name now. He was his center for the longest time, and that does make a difference. So that's where I am so sold on getting Leonard Bob. I don't care about the short arms. I, I've talked to enough experts that know more than I do that he'll be okay. He knows how to work without it. So that's why I want him. And like I said, I, I'm a big Kobe fan. But, I mean, you can get some of these other guys are going to drop. We'll be yes, Crown. Thank you, Jeff Saturday. That's his name, Jeff Saturday. So well, some of these guys are, are going to drop uh, in, in the cornerback. There's going to be somebody there that they'll be able to get in at, at, in the second round. I, I truly believe that. Um, I'm thinking when you get to the third round, that might be the tight end spot, depending on how the draft falls. You know, there will be some good guys. And and like I said yesterday, when Math Bomb was on here, and Paul Dana Jr. put this out, all the top tight ends right now um other than Gronk I think Gronk was a first round pick Kittle Travis Kelsey um all these guys that that are really good all of them like I said except for Gronk all of them were not the first tight end picked in that draft class so just because you might get somebody that's the you know drafted at you know the third tight end taken Overall, as far as the class goes, or the fourth one, you know, it could be. It, it, I'm not talking first round picks, Augie. Yeah, yeah. Gronk was a second round or 43rd. Yes. I meant the first tight end picked in that group. I think Gronk was the first tight end picked in that group, from what I understand. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm talking about. Not, I'm not I'm not talking first round picks. I'm talking the first tight end uh picked for that. <laughs> Hernandez was. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What do we know about Hernandez? I'm talking about ones that are good or still around. Anyway, <laughs> but that's that's what I'm saying is is the 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 upper echelon tight ends right now. We're not the very first ones taken. So I, my point is, they could find a guy in the third round, in the second round. Who knows? I don't know. Wide receiver Alec Pierce. I would love to get him. You know, I think there's a good shot he could be there in the fourth fourth round, fifth round. You can get him. That's your wide receiver. Yeah, or Kobe. I would love to get Kobe. I'm not going to forget Kobe. Kobe in third round would be, my, would be awesome. Alec Pierce in a fourth. And then for me, if you can get Matt Ariza in the fifth, I, and I know people think I'm crazy. You want to take a punter? Yes, I want to take a punter. This guy is unbelievable. I watched the tape on him, and it is – and I'm no draft expert. I'm no tape expert. I just saw it, and it was unbelievable. He's the best punter prospect I've ever seen, and not like a – Watched a ton of film on punters or anything like that, but it was just unbelievable. And if you can get him and shooter Evan McPherson, <laughs> Darren Simmons would be ecstatic, you know. And hopefully, Darren is watching my show and he'll come on so we could discuss maybe the big was taking Matt Ariza because he said he'd come on my show. I'm still waiting for that. Him and shooter Evan McPherson. I know you're watching. You said you'd come on my show. <laughs> What happens? Uh, all right, let's see. Rabbit, what you got here? I'm so freaking excited. I'm taking off work to LOL safety and key cornerback are my targets, but I'll be happy all around. And the cool thing is, they can play take the best player available every single round, and that's what they probably will do. Whatever, whoever they have on their board at whatever position it is that is the best player available, that's what they'll do. I really do think they'll do that. They should do it. And that's that's the best way to draft. 
Rabbit said, what if we trade? What do you mean, trade back? Is that what you're talking about? Or trade up? I think there's a better chance of us trading back instead of trading up. Uh, Maddie, yeah, no, I know. Trust me. I know. Everybody keeps saying they're talking talk about the kid from Ohio State. And I know. I'm not saying anything against him. If he's the punter, great. I'm just saying this kid is unbelievable. You should go watch his, his film, dude. It is un-freaking-believable. Drew Christensen, I think, is a good punter. I think he'll be fine. But if you can get an elite, once-in-a-generation punter, once-in-a-generation kicker like uh, Evan McPherson, Matt Arise is that. I mean, he looks like it. So that's what I'm just saying. Oh, uh, Rabbi, you're saying trade back, get more, more picks. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind doing that. And, and it just it depends on their board. It just depends. It's going to depend on who they have there. Who is there when they're picking at 31? Who do they think is, is the best player available? You know, if Booth is there and they think he's the, the best player available and that's their number one guy, then no, they won't trade back. But if their number one guy is gone and they think they can get somebody else there that's as good or that person will drop to them, which is a pretty big drop, um, then they'll trade back. Because you can trade back and get more picks. And, and like... uh. Matt said, we don't have a lot of picks. So if you trade back and get more picks, that also helps. But losing the first-round pick, you lose that fifth-year option, which eh, I'm kind of with Matt. But yeah, it's cool. But if you hit on more players, you know, we'll see. All right, uh, Michael Ruffin. If Leonard Baum is gone, who you picking up? If Leonard Baum is not there, I'm taking probably a cornerback. I'm taking Booth or Elam because I, I really do think they're going to be there. I mean, if Wyatt's there, you know, from Georgia, I take it, but I don't, I don't think he's going to be there. There's a very good chance that either Booth or Elam going to be there. And that's most likely what is going to happen is, is those guys. Uh, I think we'll be lucky if Linderbaum falls, but that's what I would do. Jeff Anderson. We still need depth in the O-line. Where are we getting O-line in the draft? What round? Well, that's what I've been saying. I won in the first round, you know? I, I because the, like like Matt just said on here, if you have Linderbaum and he's your first your center, and then you have Ted Karras who can already play center, left and right guard. All right, let's just say Jackson Carmen for some reason beats beats him out, and then you have Karras as your as your your backup left guard, right guard, and center. Actually, either way, he's going to be a backup. Either way, Karras is probably going to be your backup to one of those anyway. So that's depth right there. And yeah, I do think they should try to get some more guys in the later round. As well, but I really do think they're counting on Jackson Carmen and Deontay Smith a lot. And the thing you have to realize a lot of guys make huge jumps from the first year to the second year. I mean, look at Logan Wilson. I know it's completely different positions, but there's lots of guys that do that. And I don't know if Jackson and Carmen will, but I got a feeling Deontay Smith will because they're, they're out here a lot of good stuff about him. I know Frank Pollock likes him a lot. And they're going to count on Jackson Carmen. They took me the second round. So they're counting on him to to be the depth piece or to be the starting left guard, either way. But yes, if they don't draft Linderbaum, then yes, they're going to draft some more uh, uh, offense linemen in the later rounds. Hell, if one of the guards are there or, or the tackles are there, they'll take him. Obviously, <laughs> you know. But that's the thing. It just it's going to depend on the way the draft falls. And I said it before, you can take the best player available, whoever that is, or in any of these rounds, the entire draft. There is not one person. Not one position where they have got to go, oh, my God, we have to go get that guy. Because they don't. I mean, they're pretty solid at damn near every position. Yes, there's ones that, uh, positions they should 
could improve upon, but they don't have to. That's the thing. You know, that that's the cool thing is they don't they don't have to reach for anybody. They just went to the Super Bowl. So and, and that's really what it's gonna be. It's gonna be best player available the whole time. All right, uh, let's see here. Let me go to Rabbit. And you guys, you, you can give me a super chat if you want. <laughs> Just beg it. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, uh, Rabbit. The draft is going to be interesting. We won't pick. Uh, we won't pick till close to midnight. But I'll be there for it. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I I'll probably I, I'll be taking the the night off work because there's no way I can stay up and watch the whole thing. I, I'll, I'll be at work at like three something in the morning. So not gonna happen. All right, stranger. My order of preference is one first round Linderbaum trade back Elam. Unfortunately, I think that's the opposite order of likely. Yeah, I don't think Elam is going to fall that far. Um, because I don't know the number offhand that we pick in the second round, but I know it ain't. It's not early. Um, but we'll see. And yes, Maddie says Deontay Smith will make a big leap. I mean, Maddie are big. We are big Deontay Smith fans. Crown. How about them Reds? How about them? I'm wearing the Reds because I still love them, but they are two and eleven. Horrendous. Horrendous. Wow, rabbit. <laughs> you gave me. You didn't have to do that. Appreciate it. You gave me a four ninety nine super chat. Appreciate the stream, man, Rabbit. I appreciate you too, man. I appreciate you too. Okay, let's see here, Jeff. When do you see the Bengals addressing tight end? Um, I could see it. See, for me, that again, it just goes to where the draft is falling. But it could be as early as the second round. It could be as late as the fourth round. I don't think it's going to be any later than than that, than the fourth. But I, I think it's between somewhere between the second and, and fourth. So it could be third. You know, I don't know. Um, but that's where, because there's guys, like, like if you watch yesterday's show, which I, I, I did a clip of it, you guys can go check it out, what, what Math Bomb was talking about as far as the top uh, tight ends go, in his opinion. Um, so it's, it's on the channel. So I started, like I said, I've started to clip up some of the stuff on the shows here. So important stuff. So if you guys just want to go back and watch it, you can. But he was given his top top uh, five top uh, tight ends in the class. And none of them are like juggernaut guys. And so that's where I'm like, yes, there's a lot of good ones. Um, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams that are running up to go get them. So we'll see. Michael Ruffin, who's your favorite tight end? Uh, the funny thing is, my favorite tight end is the kid out of Ohio State. <laughs> That's who I like. And and uh, Math Bomb wasn't as I won't say he wasn't mean to him. He was just saying he's does it. He's going to be good, but maybe not as good as I think he's going to be. Because I don't know why. I just think that kid is got more potential than he got a chance to show at Ohio State. That's just what I think. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm just a guy with a YouTube show. What do I know? But we'll see. Uh, it's here. Bengals report. What's up, man? Where you been at? Uh, Jalen Pr- Pratt. Yeah, Pratt. I get it right. Petrie would be a solid pickup for our cornerback. Yes, and he. I think that's the kid out of Baylor. If I if I'm correct, and what we're 
thinking. Yes, yes, Bailey. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and and yeah, there, there. I've seen him at 31. I've seen him all the way down the second round. So that is one, and he can also play safety too. So that's another thing that they, that they could possibly address because of the Jesse Bates contract and because Von Bell is um, going to be contracts coming up soon. You know, so they're going to have to get somebody there. You know, to 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 replace one of them. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep both of them, but we'll see. Oh, there you go. Yes, that's his name. Thank you, Jeremy Bruckner. Yes, definitely. I think he's got more more potential as well. I, I just, that's I just, I, I don't know. I saw him play, and, and look, I, I like Ohio State. I'm a Bearcat fan. Let's get it right. I'm a Bearcat fan. But I root for a lot of teams in, in Ohio, so I'm a Cleveland Cavalier fan, I'm not a Browns fan, but I'm a Blue Jacket fan. But I am an Ohio State fan. Um, not when to play the Bearcats. Hell no, I'm rooting for the Bearcats. Um, but I, I really do. I just, I just think that there's a lot more to that kid. I, I just do. I've seen him make some really tremendous catches. I think he's a good blocker. I think he gets off the line pretty good, you know, for a tight end. There's just a lot of stuff I like about him. So we'll see. Uh, let's see here. Jeff Anderson. Bengals need to be smart with a second round pick. Last five years, our second round pick has either been great or a bust. Well, the last th- three have been awesome because <laughs> three years ago was T. Higgins. Uh, Jamar, who's after who we got last year? Jamar, um, oh crud, I can't remember who we got last, last year. Last year's are awesome. Who do we get? Now Logan Wilson was in the third round. I'm talking to myself here. Um. Anyway, yeah, but they they they, they have yes. Okay, Carbon. <laughs> all right, man. That was, all right, all right, yep, all right. Never mind. Never mind. That wasn't as good as I thought. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but. T. Higgins was a, was a really good one. Jackson Carver, yeah, we'll see. It, it, I was hoping it'd be a good one. I thought it was somebody else. I kept thinking Logan Wilson was all thinking, but they got Logan Wilson in the, in the third round, same year that we got uh, Jackpot. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, but, yeah. It, it, and that's the thing, though. That's what I keep saying is second round pick, second round pick you could get a, a legit starter there. And now, T. Higgins was damn near first round pick. I mean, the Bengals were, you know, picking uh, – you know, first every single round that year. So to get him is basically a first round pick that we got in the second round. So second round picks are kind of hit or miss, especially as late as we're picking. So we'll see what happens, but I, I do think they're, they're, they're going to do, they, the Bengals have done a really good job. And th- the third round has been a hit for them. I mean, they've done a ton of stuff, you know, in the third round last couple of years, like Logan Wilson was a huge, huge, Draft pick because I, I remember when they drafted. I'm like, who? Logan Wilson? You know what? What? What are you talking about? I don't even know who. I, I, you know, Wyoming? Like, all right, whatever. Yeah. So I, that was that was awesome. All right. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. let's see here. Uh, stranger. Uh, running back three has been a good free agent last year. Oh, round three. Excuse me. Round three has been a good good for us. Last two years, Wilson and Osai. I th- Osai was third. I thought Osai was a fifth. Huh. All right. You guys are probably right. I, like I said, we'll see. But there are lots. Like I said, I got so many names jumbled in my head. I forget stuff. Jeremy, call me crazy, but I take Kobe in a second. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. But if we're the only ones thinking that and the NFL teams are thinking he's a third rounder, 
or a fourth rounder is what I've heard. I might wait. I, I wouldn't wait past the third. You know, but if you give him a third, I, I like I said this with everybody on my show. I think you get him in the third round. I think it's a steal. I just do because somebody stopped all those passes that were getting thrown to him because they sure as hell were getting thrown to Kobe. It's like Matt, Matt Bobby said yesterday. He said they just threw a, a scrub out there to sauce because they were just not throwing the sauce. <laughs> they were throwing to Kobe if they threw anywhere. So we'll see. Uh, anyway, all right, let's see here. It's, uh, 5.52. We got a couple more minutes here I can get in. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Jeremy, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm talking about Kobe. I wouldn't wait any later than third. No, neither, the, neither would I, because I think after that, he's gone. If he's there in the third round with a Bengals pick, I, I would take him. But again, like this whole draft, we could say what we want. You know, it depends on where the Bengals have these players on their board. And it's going to be, it's kind of a, an easy draft, I think, for the Bengals because they don't have to stress out. You just do your job and you have your board and you rate, rate the guys. First, second, third, fourth, you know, whatever you rate these guys. And when your pick comes up, you go to the board. Okay, that guy's that's the highest one available still. Let's take him. That's all they have to do this year. Literally, that is it. So with that in mind, they should have a very good draft. Now, last time we had this, I think it was in 2014, 2013, when we were in the middle of our, our five straight playoff runs where they could basically take the best player available. Now, some of those, they took chances on stuff like they didn't need to. Um, like the swing gate, Cedric Aboyhe. They should have not drafted him. And that hurt us for years to come. <laughs> so this is where they got to be smart and not take chances. Just you know, keep it simple, stupid. Draft the best player available and move on. That's all they have to do. All right, Crip. Whoever draft, drafts Alec Pierce, he will be the steal of the draft. I love Alec Pierce. I really hope he becomes a Bengal. I think he would be a great addition. But, I mean, like I said, I'm a Bearcat fan. I want them all to be staying in Cincinnati. But Alec Pierce, I think, is good. I do. I, I think, I know I said Cooper Cup, and that's a big get, but it could be. You never know. I mean, who knows? The, the cool thing is, a week from tonight, within a couple hours, we'll be finding out who the number one pick is. Because that's another interesting thing. Who Who is Jacksonville going to pick? You know, there's no clear... That's what's so interesting about this draft. There's no clear-cut guy anywhere. There's not. You know? There's no quarterback at the top of, uh, top of the list. Pickett's not going number one. You know, that... I think him or Willis are going to be the first, you know two off the board as far as quarterbacks go. But, you know, that's where it's such an interesting draft this year because there's not that elite guy. You know, there's a lot of really good guys, but not, you know, like like last year. I could almost, I almost got every, the, all the way up to Chase. I almost got all of them right. <laughs> Except for Atlanta. I said they were going to take a quarterback and I was wrong. But everything else I got right. Jeff Anderson, thanks for the nine ninety nine super chat. I appreciate it. Uh, I think the end will go with McDuffie at cornerback or Booth in the first round, which would be fine. I mean, I you know, it, it, there's a very good chance. That's where I'm, I'm at at thirty one. If Linderbaum is not there, Linderbaum or White are not there, which is a good chance they might not be there. We're taking a corner. I, I guarantee you, because because they need a corner, and that that's at that round or that po point of the draft is probably going to be the best player available. It's going to be 
one of those guys. And I, I you know, I'm starting to hear McDuff more, more than I, I keep bringing up Elam, but I'm hearing, I'm starting to hear McDuffie more, uh, and more, more and more. And, and Booth, Booth's been there the whole time. So we'll see. Uh, yes, Ken, you're correct. We have to pre- prepare for Burroughs contract. Yeah. And that's where this is also a, a, a draft that you have to draft for depth, but depth can also mean best player available. Depth, depth doesn't mean reach. I don't want to reach it for anybody. There's no freaking reason at all. They should reach for one single player in this draft. Whoever you got as the, as the top player on your board, when it's your time to pick, pick them. That's it. It's easy. Yeah, no, I, yeah, Zion, he's not going to be there. <laughs> I have not forgot about Zion Johnson. I don't think he's going to be there. You know, I, I, yeah, that would be cool. I'd take him too. I, I take, I, I take him over Linderbaum, but I don't think he's going to be there. I, that's why I'm not even considering it, but we'll see. Anyway, been on for almost an hour. I appreciate you guys sticking around and watching. Like I said, go check the channel out. I am been doing a lot of work on, on cutting uh, different segments up of the shows and stuff, especially with, with uh, math, math bomb on yesterday. He, he was talking about cornerbacks. Cor- uh, he did a whole thing about tight ends. Uh, then we did a little thing about uh, Debo Samuel. You know, if it's if it's uh, system versus the talents uh, of just players in general. We did one on punters. You know, so if you don't want to sit and watch it for an hour, you can, I got like you know five minutes, four minutes of videos that you can watch and check that out. And I'll try to do that with uh, with uh, Matt here uh, as I did uh, yesterday. Um, now tomorrow, uh, Chris Welch, I will be, I was going to record one with today, but he wasn't able to do it today. I'm going to record an interview with Chris Welch tomorrow. For those of you who don't know, he's since I read uh, color commentator, uh, record that. And I'll put that up on the channel later on. Um, and I have a very interesting, uh, guest tomorrow. Now we always talk sports on here and sometimes, you know, you can have some, some actors, some comedians, you know, some, some, some comedy guys. I have an actor on today, tomorrow. He is a local actor, Michael Luce. He's been on a couple of different movies. He also is a producer. So he does produce his own movies, lives over here in Northern Kentucky, big sports fan, huge, huge sports fan. So we're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about acting and sports and everything in between. So it'll be a little different show. Uh, I've gotten some feelers out. I got a couple of different guys like that are going to be coming on. So just to change it up a little bit, you know, you know, we also have sports. We can we can get uh, another aspect from different people. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. Um, now, let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Country, Bearcat Ruckus, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and they follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice I'm on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling off the sound later on tonight, so if you want to listen to the whole podcast, if you're at work tonight or you wake up tomorrow morning and you miss some of it and you want to check it out in the car, go check it out. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and re- review. Give me a five-star review, especially on Spotify. It's right there in a the little corner. You know, it says Sports Strawberry Ice right down there. Bam. All you got to do is hit it. Pops up. Five stars. Bam. One, two, three, four, five. Hit five stars and leave me a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. And other than that, I'll see you guys tomorrow. We're going to have a fun night, draft night. No Reds tonight. So we don't have to worry about, you know, 
losing again. <laughs> Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! Cincinnati, we gon' rise in now.